Everyone faces challenges every single day. Some are chosen and bring us joy. Some are given to us and bring struggle or pain. Whether the diagnosis of an illness, the news of a friend's death, the loss of a job, or a bike accident, we may be asked to step up to face issues that demand courage and perseverance. Hurt is just one of the many aspects of full lives. Each week on this show, ACT, Taking Hurt to Hope, Dr. Joanne Dahl helps us understand how we can use acceptance and commitment therapy to learn to accept what we cannot change and move forward into a valued life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Joanne Dahl. Welcome to ACT, Taking Hurt to Hope. Join us today for discussion about what we do when reality slaps us in the face. In my 35 years as a psychologist, I would say that most problems people seek for are not solvable. They're simply a, what you might call a reality slap that we don't like. People seek for help to change mostly the unchangeable. All of us are losing functions every day. Our eyesight worsens, our body degenerates naturally. And we have anxiety and negative thoughts when our children go places we don't like. And when we don't like these things, we often brace ourselves with resistance and non-acceptance. You can feel this resistance in every body's cell. It's, It's like a tension or a lockdown. And you can see things, thoughts like, this isn't fair, why did this happen to me, not now, just when things were going so well. And this lockdown in resistance causes suffering. We often think and tell people that the cause of my suffering is the event that happened. I'm suffering because my son refuses to go to school, or I'm suffering because my wife left me. And these events do hurt. And it is really a reality slap. But the problem of suffering has more to do with our pictures of reality. When we have a static picture of the way we think life should be rather than understand that life is actually a continuous flow of change that we really have no control over. Reality slaps us much harder when we think we're in charge of our lives. So today... Our guest is Dr. Russ Harris. Russ is an Australian, actually from the UK, but now Australian physician and an ACT trainer who is the author of many popular ACT self-help books. Among other books, Russ is the author of a book called The Reality Slap. You can read more about Russ and all of his books on his homepage. And you can find his page, as well as the links to this and the other books as well, by clicking on his name on this week's program on webtalkradio.net. So welcome, Russ. Hi, thanks for inviting me on the show. Russ, I'm interested in what your interest in what you called reality slap is. Well, I guess um, it started when I had my own major reality slap a few years ago, and uh, I was just really struggling. Uh, you know, when 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 reality just kind of knocks you over with something that turns your life head over heels, you weren't expecting it, you didn't ask for it, and the the pain and stress that causes, 
And um, I, you know, at that time I was looking for books to kind of help me deal with it and didn't really find uh, a lot uh, that was, you know, particularly geared for those major kind of losses and crises in life. And so it uh, inspired me to write my own book based on, you know, how do we actually deal with these events from an act perspective. What, what was it that actually happened? Well, it was um, my my two-year-old boy was diagnosed with autism, um, and uh, it was uh, it was just a huge shock. You know, um, he uh, from about 18 months of age, he was just getting later and later for his um, milestones, uh, greater and greater developmental delays, and we saw a, a pediatrician on a couple of occasions who reassured us he was just slow to develop, but. Um, as it got closer and closer to his second birthday, there were all sorts of unusual behaviors and grinding his teeth and doing repetitive head movements. And we started to think he didn't understand anything. Mm. So um, we saw a second pediatrician and we got the diagnosis and the, the pain. I, I didn't know it was possible um, to hurt that much. I didn't know uh, pain could be so intense. Yeah. Russ, so the pain, would you say that when you when you call that a reality slap, is is that, you know, like what I was talking about, that you have an idea, you know, that your children are going to be a certain way, and when that turns out not to be so, is it pain from both the, how you expected it to be? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I had his whole life mapped out for him. He was going to be, you know, he was going to be all the things that I wasn't at school. He was going to be great at sports and popular with the girls and super smart. And, you know, I, I had it all all mapped out for him. So definitely as that loss of, of your future narrative that you had. Mm. But also just the shock. I mean, autism is a big word. It's right up there, I would say, with words like cancer or HIV. Mm -hmm. It's a mm -hmm. big, scary word. You, you, you fuse with that word mm -hmm. when you hear it. Wow. Mm. So, so how would you rest define reality slap? So I guess any unexpected event that just really knocks you around, turns your life head over heels, uh, you know, divorce, illness, injury, bankruptcy, uh, you know, serious sickness or, or, or trauma or injury to yourself or a loved one, uh, you know, to, but to things like natural disasters and houses burning down and just, um, you know, I, I mean, there's different sizes of reality slap. You can kind of just get that little gentle flick across the face when uh, that person that you were at school with, you bump into them in the street and they've suddenly been far more successful than you have. You know, mm -hmm. those kind of little mm -hmm. uh, to the really major things are kind of uh, which really the, the greatest reality slaps are to do with, with major losses, really, I think. But, mm -hmm. Would you say that was, I mean, if you think of examples of, you know, you as a physician, when you've worked with people, um, what are the things that people have the most hard time accepting? Well, you know, I mean, I mean, um, loss of health is a huge issue uh, that, uh, that physicians deal with all the time. Uh, and, I mean, we all know we, we struggle even when we just get a cold or a flu and we're too sick for a couple of days. We don't like that. But when you get a, uh, you know, a life-threatening illness or a permanent injury or, uh, you know, some sort of chronic condition that really saps your energy and 
uh, stops you from participating in life to the degree that you'd like to with the energy you'd like to it's very hard and as you said at the start of the program aging in itself uh, this kind of continual gradual process that when we're young we think is never going to happen to us mm. these things are hard hard to yeah. accept yeah but what why are they so hard rust I mean what why are those particular things well, I, you know, I, I mean, looking back through history, they've always been hard uh, for humans to accept. But I think in this era, they're harder than ever because we, we grow up with this mythology that we can have everything we want in life, and that medicine can protect us from everything. And you know, and and certainly the, the world is a lot safer than it ever has been, and medicine is a lot better, and we do live a lot longer and a lot safer. I think um, also. Death and disease and disability is largely hidden from public view in the West. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go to India, it's in your face. You see it everywhere. Mm -hmm. But in the West, we hide these things and people are shocked and they're not expecting it, you know. Yeah. I, I wonder what, when sometimes I, when I was asked you that question, I was thinking if, if um, the things we have most hard to accept have to do with our values, the things that are important, like our children and our relationships yeah I think um, uh, you know the 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 as the greatest uh, reality slaps are are to do with loss and uh, the, the 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 loss is often related to your values um, and uh, you know particularly relationships you know if it's uh, but it could be about your relationship with anyone or anything. It might be your relationship with your children, but it might be your relationship with your body. It might be your relationship with your favorite activity. You know, mm. if you can't do those things or access those things, it, it's, um, I mean, basically, we want it all. That's natural. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, no one really prepares us that as life goes on, um, there's less and less that we, we are, uh, you know, uh, are going to be able to do. And no one really prepares us um, for the, the kind of really difficult things that will uh, fall upon us all if we live long enough. Uh, yeah. You know, we see it in the movies, but we don't think it's going to happen to us. Yeah, yeah. So, so tell me, Ross, so, um, uh, now you've written a book about this, and so, so what would how can acting generally help people to go from hurt to hope in a reality slap? Well, um, you know, obviously it's never as neat as it is in a book, but in the book um, I've kind of given people four steps to really help them deal with any uh, major reality slap. And step one is basically what I call hold yourself kindly, which really means self-compassion. Um, just... There's so much pain, there's so much suffering, and how can you actually just respond to yourself in a kind, supportive, and caring way? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, okay, so the, you said four steps. Yeah. Yeah. So... The first one would be self-compassion to hold, and we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm going to ask you to show me what that looks like in a minute, and what's the second step? The second step then is what I've called dropping an anchor. Uh, you know, there's going to be waves and waves of painful emotions, thoughts and feelings sweeping through you. And if we get swept away by the, the kind of storm, there's nothing effective we can do in the face of this. So the first thing we need to do is learn how to drop an anchor. The anchor doesn't make the storm go away. It just holds you steady 
until the storm eventually passes. Uh, and so um, kind of learning how to drop an anchor. Basically, mindfulness, uh, grounding yourself in the present moment, coming back to where I am right here, right now, and allowing those waves of painful emotions to kind of come and go without getting swept away by them. Okay. Of course, in the early days, you, you Yeah. Will. Okay. You know, we have not really talked to find uh, what the word diffusion means on this program. Uh, so would you... If we were to tell the listeners, would this mean so? Uh, when when we talk about suffering, people often um, think about think they go into their heads and uh, and they get into a lot of thoughts and what we call maybe rumination. They it goes around and around. And you're saying you know trying to get back into the body and actually um, be present with your body. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, should, should we take a moment to mm -hmm. define fusion? Yes. So, so, yeah. mm -hmm. so um, if you think of two sheets of metal that are fused together, there's no separation between them. They're kind of welded or melded. And when we talk about fusing with our thoughts, we're so caught up in them, so entangled in them, we, we are unable to separate from them. And uh, so classically, uh, you know, when these reality slaps happen, we fuse with thoughts like, uh, as you mentioned at the start, you know, why me and it's not fair and I can't cope and my life is over and there's no point living and, you know, and, and these thoughts cycle round and round and round and, and we get caught up in them. Often a lot of ang anxious thoughts too. How am I going to cope? Where do I go from here? And as we get more and more caught up in our thoughts, we become more and more incapacitated, unable to act effectively. Um, uh, so, uh, uh, you know, and, and we can also, um, so you kind of get this cognitive process where we're fused with our thoughts, and then you also get these strong, painful, overwhelming emotions, so typically fear, anger, sadness, guilt, uh, massive amounts of anxiety, and, uh, you know, um, basically dropping an anchor really means learning to pull myself out of my thoughts and get into the, the world around me um, and kind of uh, learn how to let those thoughts flow through my head and let those feelings f flow through my body without getting swept away. Okay, that's good, that's good. Okay, so we've got uh, treat yourself kindly and then drop an anchor. And what's the third step? The third step is take a stand. You know, what what do I want to stand for in the face of this? And and it's uh, you know this is where we come back to values. Okay, life has dumped this on my doorstep. I didn't ask for it. I didn't want for it. But here it is. So what do I want to stand for in the face of this? I can stand for giving up. You know, I can stand for kind of retreating into the corner and just you know giving up on life. Uh, and often people do that for a while after reality slap that's a fairly normal default setting but you can't really if you want to kind of live a rich full life you've got to switch out of that default setting sooner or later and so you know what do I want to stand for in the face of this what do I want to be about uh, but the first two steps have to come first um, it's going to be very difficult to really get in touch with your values and take a stand uh, if you if you can't First, be kind and caring to yourself and learn how to kind of uh, anchor yourself in the present instead of getting into uh, swept away by your thoughts and feelings. Okay. Russ, could you say something more about uh, values? We haven't really talked about that either. Um, how would you, how, how would a person differentiate between, you know, their feelings and values? Uh, so I often 
describe values as they, your heart's deepest desires for how you want to behave as a human being, the qualities you want to embody in your actions. Or a, another way you can think about them, they're for how you want to treat anyone or anything that you are in relationship with. So how you want to treat your body or your children or your partner or your parents or your environment or your pot plants. So they're, they're, they're kind of qualities of action, how I want to behave, what I want to stand for. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, if you think of Nelson Mandela uh, as a prime example of, of standing for something in the face of a huge reality slap, uh, you know, he was in prison for 20 years or whatever, I forget mm. the exact amount. Um, and he could have got out of prison five years earlier. But the condition from the South African government was is if you get out of prison, you have to maintain silence. Mm. And he wanted to stand for freedom and democracy. And so how could he do that if he had to maintain silence? So he chose to stay in prison for an extra five years, standing mm. up for freedom, democracy, and equality. Mm. So and it's kind of... Yeah, and when you mention him, I also think that he, he also talks in his biography about standing up for uh, loving his... Uh, fellow human beings and so he he chose to uh, be very loving and caring towards his the prison guards which meant that they had to keep replacing the prison guards because they were they were getting in, emotionally involved with him <laughs> and they had a hard time doing what they were supposed to do yeah absolutely it was amazing uh, so you know uh, uh and there's a little bit of the Nelson Mandela in all of us that we can tap into. You know, what do I want to be about in the face of this? You know, he didn't ever give up in all of that time in prison. You know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've got treat yourself kindly, drop an anchor, take a stand for yourself. And how about the fourth? Well, the fourth one is find the treasure. And I, unfortunately, a lot of the kind of positive thinking crowd go to this straight away without going through the first three steps. Um, find the treasure basically means that in the midst of all of this pain and suffering, there is also vitality in life. You know, if you go to a funeral, there's huge sadness and grief at the funeral, but there's also people reaching out with love and kindness and caring. Um, you know, one of the, the things about ACT is it reframes your entire life in the sense that the, every problem that life throws your way is an opportunity to grow and develop and explore uh, yourself. And uh, so we can actually find some treasure uh, amidst this great pain and suffering. Um, but I kind of put a warning about the positive thinking stuff because you know a lot of positive thinking that's where they go straight to well, how can you grow from this well, what's the positives of this and if you haven't first acknowledged your pain and responded mm. with kindness mm. and learned how to get present then then that's just not going to work um, mm -hmm. and it often comes across as invalidating if, yeah like when my um uh little boy was diagnosed a very close relative said to me First thing she said to me was, you know, God gives special children to special parents. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. she was trying to make me feel good, but mm -hmm. it just came across as completely invalidating because she hadn't listened to me and empathized and understood my pain and been there for me in a kind, mm -hmm. caring way. She just trotted out a, a trite saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and that's kind of often what people try to do with their own positive thinking. I'll, I'll say something positive to myself. What does not kill me makes me stronger. And, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. as, as mm -hmm. if that's going to be the solution, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's a certain order in these four.
Okay, so how about how about I uh, we do a little role play that so we can, so the listeners can listen how you would approach someone to start with it that's that may be experiencing uh, a reality slap right now. So say for example that I were to play a parent and I just discovered that my son is in some kind of criminal activity. Well, uh, so. What is that like for you, um, you know, uh, to be experiencing that? Well, I'm in shock. I, I would, I, I can't imagine that my son. If somebody asked me, I would never believe that he, he would, would get into things like this. I'm, I'm afraid of what other people think. I'm afraid of what, you know, this is going to be on his record. I'm having these catastrophic thinking about what's going to happen to him in the future I thinking what a bad parent I am I mean I yeah that's kind of classic isn't it that's what the mind does it beats us up tells us that we're a bad parent that you know it's kind of uh, our fault is it? you know if I could listen into your mind when it's really beating you up what are what are some of the most hurtful things I would hear your mind saying to you about this well I wonder what what I did wrong what 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 yeah. it um I, I've been just searching and searching of what what I could have done wrong that could have uh, led to this that I didn't see it that I wasn't you know didn't know what was going on and I was being so involved yeah. in my work. Uh, uh, and and you kind of uh, as you're talking to me right now, can I just get it? Sort of check in with your body. Just kind of notice what, what are you what are you feeling in your body right now as you talk to me? Yeah, I feel very. I really feel tense and oh, I, yeah, I'm very tense and You're I feel in, anywhere in particular. I feel a little nauseous. Um, uh, yeah, in, in my your tummy, in my chest, and in my yeah, in my stomach. So yeah. So your mind's kind of beating you up. You're feeling nauseous in the stomach, tight in the chest. You, you look. Uh, what are you noticing in your face and your eyes and your mouth? I feel warm. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, I feel warm and flushed and. And, and this is going on all the time, this kind of, uh, your, your mind blaming you and getting you scared about this, and uh, this is constant? Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, this is obviously completely natural. Uh, you know, um, our, our minds are very critical and they do beat us up. And the very fact that you're giving yourself such a hard time over this, what does that tell you about, you as a mum and what you want to be about as a mum. There's nothing more important to be to me than my children, and the, and um, the most important thing is is that I help my my son to be independent and. Uh, yeah, so that's why so, it's so scary. Yeah. So can I just get you to just sit with that for a moment? You really want to be there as a mum and. Your kids are so important, helping them to be independent, and you're so scared about this. So, you know, the the fact that you're, you're kind of having all of this fear and beating yourself up and this guilt tells you something very important about what matters to you. And I wonder if I can just get you for a moment. We'll, we'll come back to the issue in a minute and kind of look at the practicalities, but... 
can I just get you to just quickly scan your body and just notice where in your body are you feeling this most intense? All of these strong emotions. Just scan downwards from your head down to your feet. Just notice where in your body do you feel this most? I guess in my chest. Okay. Can I just get you to rest a hand just gently on your chest? Just kind of rest a hand on your chest and just adjust the pressure there until you find a, a comfortable pressure. Can try making it stronger and weaker and just find a comfortable, soothing pressure. And what's that like as you do that? It's a, a little comforting. <laughs> yeah. Now, you, you uh, lots of times in your life have reached out to your son with a real sense of kindness and caring. And I want you to just see if you can put that sense of kindness and caring into your hand right now. That might sound a bit crazy, but just see if you can do it. Just kind of a sense of warmth and kindness flowing into your hand, you know, and, and, and see if you can somehow just send that inwards to the, the, the pain underneath. Get a sense of just softening up around it, loosening up around it, holding it gently. What happens as you do that? I feel it makes me a little sad to think that I've been so hard on myself. Yeah, I mean, that's what minds are like, right? They beat us up. I'll just get you to take your other hand and just place it gently on your tummy. So mm -hmm. kind of got one hand over your chest, the other hand on your tummy. And again, just adjust the pressure and see if you can just get a sense of a kind of really kind pair of hands just kind of holding you softly and gently, just being there for you. And just, uh, what's that like as you do that? It's nice to be held. <laughs> so, you know, obviously your, your, your mind is going to keep getting stuck into you. Uh, you know, the, if you didn't love your son, then you wouldn't have all of that guilt and all of that, uh, you know, self-criticism. You'd just be blasé about it all. This comes with caring. But uh, notice there's something different as you start to, to hold yourself kindly here. There's something different happening. Well, how would you put it? Well, yeah, it's... Um it, I mean, it, as soon as I understand that it's because it's important that it hurts, it makes it a little easier to forgive myself. Yeah. So I don't know how should we pause it there. Mm -hmm. um, so that would be my starting point. Uh, really, just uh, you know, it, it's. I mean, your role played that very well. It's classic when I mean parents are just so self-punitive, which of course, you know doesn't help the situation just makes it worse and worse and worse you know um, but you know the the, the normal tack uh, that many approaches in counseling and therapy would go the therapist would start reassuring the client and so forth and uh, and you you know in act we don't really want to do that because that just kind of sets up more struggle between the positive thoughts and the negative thoughts but um, there's something there's a different sort of uh, much deeper reassurance that comes from just being self-compassionate and just making room for that pain that in the midst of all of this there's a, there's a kind of there's i've got i've got room for this okay so this would be a, an example of acceptance 
Yeah, I would say more than acceptance. I would mm -hmm. say, you know, um, so Kristin Neff um, is a, a top researcher on self-compassion, and, and she kind of uh, points out there's three elements to self-compassion. There's, there's mindfulness with a particular emphasis on acceptance, plus there's overt, explicitly using the, the value of kindness. And then uh, uh, the third element is what she calls common humanity. So what do I have in common with every other human being on the planet? So it's kind of at the core of it is acceptance, this mindful acceptance, making room for the pain. But we're also kind of explicitly being kind to ourselves. And we didn't really touch on the common humanity very much. But just, just uh, you know, I did say a couple of times that this is what minds do and they beat us up. And this comes with being a caring parent. So a sense that this is not some weird, abnormal, pathological process. This is part of being a loving parent. Okay. So so that um, I was just thinking re acceptance as opposed to the resistance that we, you know, that... Uh, that we often get into. Russ, um, so if we have some radio listeners right now um, who feel like they have, uh, you know, feel a reality slap right now in his or her life, and something's really come out of left field that they're trying to having trouble accepting, what what kind of advice would you give uh, that radio listener? Well, the, the the starting point I think would be kind of taking a moment to recognize this is normal. Uh, you know, this is not some weird, abnormal, uh, this is part of, of, of being normal and living a normal human life. These things will happen. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, probably starting with a little self-compassion exercise that, that, that that's such a, a lovely uh, way of uh, just putting a hand over the pain. Or if you can't, sometimes you kind of go numb and you can't actually locate the pain. So then put a hand over your heart and uh, and just, you know, adjust the, the pressure and send a bit of warmth inwards. That's a really good starting place. Um, it, that's much better than trying to do kind self-talk because often kind self-talk just attracts a lot of negative talk back. Mm. Um, uh, uh, and think of kind of kind gestures you can do for yourself. You know, our, our typical default setting is that we we do lots of unkind stuff. We stuff ourselves with food or alcohol or drugs or mm. you know all mm. the things we do to try to escape pain is not really treating ourselves very kindly. It, mm. The intention might be kind, you know, help me escape the pain. But what we actually do is not uh not not good for ourselves so so just what are little kind gestures and that might be as simple as having a hot bath or doing some exercise or playing with the dog or spending time with a loved one but mm. kind of, um ways i can support myself rather than uh, just beating myself up or running from my pain that would be a starting point yeah i i saw i don't know if, if you know tara brack who has written uh, radical self-acceptance she uses a, a gesture she she puts her hand on her heart and says that's it's okay sweetheart it's okay sweetheart <laughs> to herself yeah yeah, there's something very soothing about that self-touch, and there's two parts of the body that really respond. One is the heart, and the other is the uh, the center of the tummy. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I got you to do the double whammy in that role. <laughs> but that, you know, that very powerful, isn't it? When you've got both hands there holding yeah, you, it's yeah. like, wow. You know, it taps into something. It does. It does. Uh, we're coming to the end of the program, Russell. Thank you so much for being with us today. 
Oh, look, thanks very much. Uh, let me just say, you know, in, in my case, I was very lucky as a, a result of intense uh, ABA, applied behavioral analysis. You know, my little boy did eventually kind of uh, make so much progress, he no longer meets that diagnosis. So, you know, I, I just want to say that about 50% of kids with that diagnosis can improve so much if they get onto a good ABA program that they no longer meet the diagnosis anymore so well thank that was that's great to hear Russ thank you very much for sharing that with us okay thank you you've been, you've been listening to Dr. Russ Harris he is a physician in Melbourne Australia and uh, act trainer and the author of many popular act self-help books among others the reality slap you can read more about Russ and all of his books on his homepage which you can find by clicking on his name uh, in this week's program on webtalkradio.net. Today we've learned about what happens to us naturally when we get slapped in the face with a reality we don't like. We have the tendencies to lock down and resist and be quite unkind to ourselves. This is natural, but the longer we do it, the less we are in life itself. We're actually continuing to hurt ourselves by this resistance. So Russ Harris has shown us four basic steps of how to go from the herd of grief, grief and loss to hope. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you for joining us today. For more information about Joanne, please see her website at joannedahl.com or click on the host website button in front of you on the webtalkradio.net page. You may also see her books, The Art of Science of Valuing in Psychotherapy, Living Beyond Pain, Using Acceptance and Commitment Therapy to Ease Chronic Pain, Acceptance and Commitment Therapy for Chronic Pain, Values in Action, and Epilepsy, a Behavior Medicine Approach to Assessment and Treatment in Children. All of these are found easily by clicking the cover or going to Amazon.com. We hope you'll join us again soon for another episode of ACT, Taking Hurt to Hope.